is up, guys? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host, and I am the motherfucking CEO. Guys, if this is your first time joining us, welcome. We don't discriminate here. You don't have to be an entrepreneur per se. You don't have to own an actual business. The goal of this podcast is to get you to think like an entrepreneur, to go through life with a swagger, with an attitude, with the skills you need to build the life you want. And we do that a number of different ways by approaching a number of different topics. Uh, We don't charge for the podcast. As always, if you feel like this podcast helped you, if you feel like it brought you value, all I ask is that you refer a like-minded friend, okay? Uh, I don't think that's too much to ask. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Vaughn the Impaler, the pastor of disaster. What's up, man? What if we did charge for the podcast? How much would we have made by now? <laughs> a lot. A lot. Like billions, maybe? Yeah, trillions. Trillions. Yeah. Maybe we should. Yeah. We should pull everything off and make it premium content on the MFCO.com. Hey, man. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. I know this. I know that if you listen to this podcast and you can't figure out how to fucking do something by now... There's something wrong with your fucking brain. Right. Because we're giving away all the tools, every single one of them that you need to make change. You know, um, a lot of people are out there claiming to have all the answers or to give all the tools or to help people. But a lot of these people haven't done anything in their own lives. You know, they're people who read books, they're people who know theory, they're people who uh, have. you know, studied things, but when you actually try to look and see what they've actually done, you know, that shit is somewhere else that you can't ever fucking find. Right. Right. Um, so I don't know, you know, I think, I think if you start from the beginning and you go till now, I mean, we've obviously progressed. The beginning podcasts sound a lot worse than they do now, I think, (laughs) but at the same time, the value's always been there. And I think Mm -hmm. the information's always there. So, I mean, if you're somebody, and we're going to talk about this actually today, if you're somebody who's looking to make a change and grow and transform into something that you want to be from where you are, the answers are in this podcast, Mm -hmm. every single one of them. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's going to come down to you. It's going to come down to you fucking doing it. You know, everybody says that do the fucking work, you know, just do it. It's probably the famous, most famous tagline ever. But at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. You have to fucking execute. And so many people try to do everything they can to not have to execute. You know, they're looking for that corner to cut or that shortcut or that secret way. And there is no secret way. There just isn't. And anybody who's ever gone the journey knows that there is no secret way. So if you're one of these people who's looking to make a change or looking to transform or looking to make uh, some sort of transition in your life, um, we're going to kind of review that today and talk about those things uh, from a mental standpoint. Right. So it's a little bit more of a, uh, um, you know, not to say it's not practical, but it's a little bit more of a mental mindset type podcast today, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit of both. I, I wanted to add, though, that not only is there not a secret way, you don't necessarily need personal attention. I know you and I have talked about this before. We get emails all the time saying, hey, 
does Andy mentor people and how much does it cost? And I always laugh because it's you can't like fucking afford it. Right, well, yeah, but yes, he does mentor people yeah. every week. Yeah, right. And for it's free. free. Right. Exactly. So listen to the podcast and you, you'll get everything you need. I get that. I get needing mental. No, people I, want. I, I get that's because they want assurance. Attention. They want a yeah. handheld. Yeah. And and, and it, it, the real world doesn't hold your fucking hand. Right. You know, you. I, it's a mental block that people have. They think that if they don't have someone to like say, hey, look, you can do this. Or, hey, look, I'm going to show you how to do this personally. Or, hey, look, let's do this together. That somehow they're not in the club. Right. Like they're not authorized to do it. And that's the mental limits that are instilled upon us from the day that, you know, we go to our first class in our first school. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's now it's not you could be anything you want or you can do this or you could be an astronaut or you could be uh, a baseball player. Now it's you got people who have relegated themselves to. Let's be honest, minimum paying jobs to teach other people. Okay, telling you, well, look, you should probably be more realistic because the chances of being a pro ball player are really slim or the chances of being president are really slim. Or the chances of being an astronaut are really slim. And from the day that we're five or six years old and we're going to fucking preschool and kindergarten and first grade, we got people telling us that. And that's not right. That's not okay. And what would society look like if that wasn't the case? I think we'd live in a completely different world. Right. You know, but we we don't. We live in a society where people are trained from day one to instill mental limits on themselves, which eventually cage them up into a box that they spend the rest of their life trying to fucking escape from. And that's what's fundamentally wrong with our education system, mm-hmm. is that it squashes people's belief in themselves. It makes them think they have to have somebody to authorize them or give them permission or hold their hand, when in reality, no, you don't. You've got to give yourself permission. You've got to give yourself the okay. You've got to give yourself the authority to go out and do things. And if you do that, there's not these magical people out there that are going to fucking stop you. It's you stopping you. Right. Well, you already mentioned our topic today, which is change, transition, transformation. And I wanted to throw out an analogy to get us started, and that is uh, the analogy of alchemy. Alchemy was something that was kind of all the rage back in the 16th century. It was the idea that you could figure out a way to transform lead into gold or like worthless worthless material into valuable material. And it seems like the more I talk to you, the more I take in all the things you say, I would say that you would say that successful people have the ability to perform alchemy. They, they have the ability to take um, what other people would say is is worthless or doesn't have potential and turn it into gold and and to tra- like to just to see differently to to transform their habits from from lead to gold i mean they just have that transformative touch so so i thought it would be great just to go deep into, into yeah. what that means Let's so do it. so i the first question i think you know you talk a lot about success zombies and and obviously the, there are just a lot of them out there, but just playing devil's advocate and being nice to people for a second. Let's say somebody's up there and they're, they're saying, all right, Andy, I've been a success zombie, but man, I really do want to change. I, I really do want to stop being somebody who takes in all this information and never does anything with it. Um, in your mind, what are the first baby steps to real change in a person's life? First things first, <clears throat> I will go back and listen to episode 107, which is uh, win the day, okay, and start utilizing 
the power list. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's let's reference that real quick because it's it's important. I think that's probably uh, the number one most practical podcast that we've done. Mm-hmm. So if you're one of these people, you need to go memorize what the fuck we talk about in that one. But I think the first step is what I've already covered is that if you're a success zombie, if you're a guy who's listen to all the the gurus, listen to all the you listen to Gary V, you listen to Grant Cardone. You listen to me, you listen to all these Tony Robbins and all these other dudes, right? And you're like, okay, I get it. I want to do something. But you have such a hard time breaking out. It's what I already said. You have to realize that that you are going to have to break out on your own. Nobody's going to come break you out. I'm not coming to save you. Tony Robbins not coming to save you. Gary's not coming to save you. We are actually giving you all the tools, but you're not making the decision to act. And that's on you, and nobody could do that for you. So you have to realize that there is no people out there that are going to give you permission. You know, our whole life we've been programmed that we got to ask permission, and we've got to get you know authorized. You know, like dude, you got to get a fucking hall. Raise your hand if you go to go to the bathroom. It starts when we're little bitty kids. You know, and it's all part of societal programming. You know, you have to realize. That the educational system, the way it's set up, is not designed for people to be personally, financially ultra successful. It's designed to create people who know how to follow fucking directions so that other people can utilize those people in their companies. Right. The whole education system is designed around that. And if you think it's not, you're 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 mentally fucking there's something wrong with you. So the first thing, if you want to change... I was going to say retarded, but I know that's not politically correct, right. whatever, right. but it, fuck, that's basically what it comes down to. The right. literal term of retarded. You're very fucking slow. Right. right. Okay? So so people don't need validation from anybody else. Once they decide they want to change, they can do it. And I know you absolutely hate, detest, loathe, cliches, but would you also agree that along with that goes the whole concept of everything you need is already in you? Like, yeah, that's like our boy Ben Newman likes to say that, you know, and that's cool because it's true. Cliches are cliches for a reason. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's just letting it. It's like giving yourself the okay to let the shit out. Right. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I get people to come up to me all the time and they're like, dude, how do you live the way you live? And how do you have that attitude? Because I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. And I mean that. Like, dude, I care what certain people think, like the people in, in this building and like the people close to me. And I treat them well, and I right. do the best I can for them. But like some Joe Schmo off the street, if you don't fucking like me, fuck you. Right. I don't care. I really don't. Yeah, which which raises an interesting question in my mind. But like people worry so much about what other people think that it keeps them from ever trying to get out of that out of that box. Right. You know, like right. oh well, my teacher from fifth grade told me that I would never be anything but a but a ditch digger. Right. So you like believe that? <laughs> right, right. The reason that teacher fifth grade is a fucking teacher is because the motherfucker couldn't do. That's truth. And there's a lot of good teachers out there. I had some of the best of them. Right, at Vianney. Yes. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you right now, and that's my number one charitable cause is because they did so much for me. Mm-hmm. But there's far more shit ones out there. No, I g- agreed. So, j- so just out of morbid curiosity, who would bother you if you found, who would it bother you if you found out that they didn't like you? Like name somebody you're like if you found if you found out like they didn't like you you'd be like ah, I'm kind of bummed. It's not even about didn't like. Like if I found out my dad was disappointed in me. Oh okay, gotcha. you know what I'm saying? Yeah yeah yeah. Like or something like that. Yeah. Or like my brother was like legitimately disappointed in me. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's not like 
like or dislike. Like right. if you if you're far enough away from me that you don't like me, I don't really care. Right. You know right. what I mean? I was just thinking like yeah. what what I would do if the rock hopped on my on my IG page and was like, "Man, this guy's an idiot." I'd be like, "Oh man, I kind of What difference does it make?" Yeah, well, I don't know. The rock's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, but you know, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, going back to that, so so make it you have the you don't need permission to make a change. You've got all the resources you need to make the change is, is what I was getting at. Right. That you would agree to. And then, so what's next? Like, what in practical terms, you said the win the day. Yeah. So, you, okay, so let's Dude, talk you got to stop and think about what the fuck it is you want. Like, most people are so in the, like, they think on such a micro level, like, they're, 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 the way they see the world is, like, Monday through fucking Friday. Right. Right? And then Saturday and Sunday are, like, the reward. Right. That's how they see the world. Right. So, like... They don't ever think about like a year or five years or 10 years down the road because they're so busy thinking about how to get to Friday night that they don't think about those things. So you have to like spend some real time thinking about what it is that you actually want and not just going through life, you know, with your head underwater trying to swim to the next fucking buoy so that you can, you know, take a breath for two days. Right. Right. You so know? I, I so know th- deciding what you want is a huge deal. And most people don't ever even do that. As weird as it sounds, because it's automatic to me. Yeah. But people don't do that. They don't they don't think about what they want. So how the fuck are you gonna get what you want? If you how are you gonna travel somewhere if you didn't look at the fucking map? Or how are you gonna end up where you wanna be if you just get in your car and start driving? You don't know where the fuck you're going. Right. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. And so you have to spend some time reflecting on what it is you really want, and then you build a plan backwards from that. And then you implement daily, you know, a daily structure, which is, you know, the episode 107. Right. And you start executing the steps. It's that simple. Right. So let's talk about, because another way of referring to what you really want is what's your vision for your life. And I know one of your key planks in the win the day that I think I'd like you to spend a little bit more time fleshing out is this whole idea of visualization. And I know you've said before that the people who are really successful, they just, they just see the world with different eyes. They, they have a different vision from everybody else. And so I guess, and, and you've talked about how visualization has worked for you. But I mean, in, in, other, in other podcasts, we've kind of, we've touched on it, but we've, we've kind of gone over it pretty quickly. So in terms of visualizing the kind of, the kind of life that people want, why don't you talk a little bit about, because you, I, I know- People I, don't I, understand what it means. Yeah. They, they hear visualizing and they think like, like they could think about it like one day. Like, like literally they could think about like, oh, I thought about that once right? and it's going to, it's going to happen. Yeah. Like there is, there is like so much validity to consistently visualizing and what I believe proof in the metaphysical and quantum physical world that there is a way to manipulate the fucking universe to become what it is you want it to become. Mm-hmm. And, and to be honest, I've had too many things fucking happen to me to believe anything else. So you have to train your brain to constantly see yourself in that situation. And that's not something you can do one time or two times. It's something you have to do every day, just like you have to brush your teeth every day and put on deodorant every day and take a fucking shower every day. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't just do it once and be like, oh, I'm great. I visualized it once. And and then it didn't work because I didn't, you know, didn't come true. That's not how it works. You have to make visualization part of your day every single day. And when you visualize things, you have to actually see yourself in the situation from like a first person point of view, you know, like that's how I do it. And I try to see everything around me. I try to see the people I'm talking to. I try to see 
the details of whatever, wherever I'm around, you know, the finishes on the materials, on the wood, everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not just like on a macro scale, like, oh, I see myself being president one day. Look, like I would try to imagine myself sitting behind the fucking desk in the Oval Office and what the wood would look like and what the carpet would look like and what the walls would look like and what it would be like when somebody came in the office. You get what I'm saying? Right. So in other words, not abstract, concrete. Yes. You want concrete details. Yes. Right. And the like more, you're looking at a movie. Yes, exactly. Okay. And the more you train yourself to do that, the more real it becomes for your brain and the more, and I can't explain this part, but the more the shit happens, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of people don't believe in that and you could choose to believe it or not believe it. It doesn't really make a difference to me, but I know it fucking works. Right. So. Right. Well, um, I don't know if you saw. And you have to do it daily. It's a daily yeah. discipline. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like it's not, you can't just, you can't just, you know, like, dude, I, I do my visualization every fucking day and I've done it every day since like 2006, mm-hmm. every day, you know, and, and things are going pretty much how I see them to go for the most part. Well, a while back, I, I came across a pretty insane study done by an exercise physiologist that actually proved that people that visualized working out and doing weights, actually, there was evidence that mu- muscle growth did occur. The point is not that it, it didn't occur in the same way, uh, clearly, that no, if, you actually, if you actually lifted weights. But the point was the power of the mind. That right. the mind is so powerful that when you visualize lifting weights, it actually pr- produces. I mean, it's insane. So I, I want to be really specific because I want people to adopt this this practice because I know how how helpful it's been for you. So what time of day do you normally do it? I do it before I go to bed. Okay, you do it before I go. Yeah, go to bed. Um, do you literally close your eyes? Yeah. Okay. So um, and you and you incorporate a dream board all the time, or you just use the power of your own mind? No, I use my own mind. Okay. But you do occasionally use a dream board. Like, yeah. how does that? A vision board, yeah. Oh, a vision board, yeah. vision board. So, how? What? What's? Is there a difference between the two, or is the the vision board just the vision to be board an is aid? just something that you surround yourself with of things that you want your life to be? You know, mine is in my office, and it's I've already had everything. So I haven't updated it in a while, and everything that's on there I have mm-hmm. and have built. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's time for me to change mine. Right. But um, you know, that's just something that helps you it helps surround you with the things that you want to become and you know keeps it at the top of your mind you know what i mean it helps right. fine-tune that, right. that tool right so I, mean, I can't really say how this fuck this shit works you know it just, i just know it works right but i think your point is a really good one which is you got you can't just do it once and be like all right well i no, I'm, you've I'm, got to I'm make it a fucking part of your life. life right so um so i'm guessing that we're what we're talking about here is we're talking about the visualization helps to promote massive change in your life because you're constantly holding in front of your eyes what you're striving yeah, to become. Yeah, and if you focus, dude, if you focus, whatever you end up focusing on consistently is what you're going to become. Right. You know, your your actions are going to follow your focus all the time, no matter what, no matter what the fuck it is. Like if you're focused on how sad you are and how fat you are and how depressed you are, guess what? You're going to get sadder, you're going to get fatter, and you're going to get more depressed because the actions that follow those feelings are all actions that contribute to that. You know, if you if you take gratitude for what you have, you focus on the positive, you focus on where you're going to be, the actions will follow those actions. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a that's a proven thing. You can't feel sad and thankful or sad and angry at the same time. You know what I mean? Right. So whatever you're focusing on, you're going to follow up with the proper actions to to make that happen. 
Right. It's it's human nature. Right. You know. So so while we're on that topic, uh, because obviously you've talked about the power of uh, change happens and it's driven by the power of belief. You've you've actually used the word faith at times, right? Not necessarily in the formal organized religion right. sense, but in the general spiritual sense. Um, but you've also said that there's there's kind of two sides in the same coin. That the work comes before the belief, right? So, elaborate on that. Well, dude, you know when you when you haven't done anything and you haven't accomplished anything and you haven't like become any part of what it is you want to become, you have this place of you're in this place of mind uh, where you say, well, you know that's going to take a lot of work, and I don't really know if it's going to work, even if I do the work. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, so am I taking a gamble? to do all this work and what if it doesn't happen and these are the conversations that we have and these are the conversations that most of everybody listening right now has that keeps them from becoming what it is they want to become so when i say you know work comes before the belief what i mean is that you're going to have to have faith and you're going to have to do some work and then when you do some work you're going to see some results and then when you have some results you're going to start to believe and then when you work a little bit more and get some more results your belief's going to get stronger and and so on and so on and so on. So that when you become to a point like where I'm at in my life, it, it, you know, like I don't have a problem with belief, like ever. Like if I say, okay, I want to do this, I, I have 100% confidence I'm going to do it. So that would have never happened if had I not just took that leap of faith and done the work without the reward. And I did that for 10 years. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So people, you know, they're looking for that, that validation or that indication that whatever they're doing is going to work before they start because they don't have any fucking belief. But once you start believing, it becomes a lot easier to do the fucking work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like a sliding scale. Yeah. And it's, I mean, how, I mean, you can't blame people for thinking that way because they're, it's the way that we're brought up and the way we're taught, like I said, is not taught. It's taught that like success is this magical thing that is only reserved for certain people. Right. And, the truth of it is, is that if you do the work and you work hard enough, you're going to get pretty fucking good. And if you get pretty fucking good, maybe you don't make it to, uh, you know, the top level of whatever it is that you're shooting for. But at the end of the day, you're going to be a hell of a lot better than you are today. So why doesn't it make sense just to go do it? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And people talk themselves out by this argument of like, well, if I do... If I do all this extra work at work, nobody will notice and I won't get that promotion. Right, right. You know what I mean? And if I do if I do all this extra stuff uh, at home, you know, it's not going to matter. It's not going to help my marriage because my wife won't notice, you know, or if I do this and this and this, you know, and that's how people talk themselves and that's why they remain exactly where they are. Right. So you have to do some things. It's just like anybody, like anybody listening right now who's ever gone from like mediocre shape or overweight to in shape or lost a significant amount of weight knows what I'm talking about. Because when you first start, you know, the first three, four, five, six weeks, the results are minimal. And then all of a sudden, shit starts happening, you know? And if you didn't have the faith for the first five or six weeks to stick through something, when you're not seeing any results, the belief part would have never came, you know? And that's why you see so many people who just say shit like, oh, well, you know, my whole family's fat, and so I'm fat. Right. You know, and I'm just, I'm just supposed to be this way. Right. No, you're not. You're just a product of your fucking habits right you know right and that goes for anybody so basically the 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 belief gets you going but it's the work that's going to sustain you and then once once the work 
it, it's kind of hard to even wrap my head around in terms of what comes first, what comes second. Work always comes first. W- work always comes yeah, first. Yeah, you're going to okay. have to do some shit and not get anything back for a while before you start to believe right. that it's actually working. Right. You got to work, see results, then belief. Work, right. see results, belief. And you do that cycle enough times, the belief comes real strong to where you know that when you do the work, the result will always be there and there's right. no fucking magic. It's all about eliminating the thought of the magic. Right. Right, the X factor. Right. Whatever people think it is. Well, and I also think it's it's instructive to point out that you don't say the talent comes before the belief or I mean, the is giftedness. There, it's the work. Yeah. It's the work. Yeah. There's things that you're going to be naturally good at. There's things that you aren't going to be naturally good at. That goes for every single person on earth. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be things that come easy to you. There's going to be things that are not easy to you. And the people who win understand that. The people who lose think that they're the only ones like that. You know, they're the only ones that have a hard time with this. It's not for them. Right. Right. So if you look at our demographics, we actually have a pretty good number of people who listen to us that are are, are kind of up there in terms of their 40s and that sort of thing. And uh, I don't know, man. What would you tell somebody who was 40 or even 50 who just suddenly came to a, you know, a watershed moment in their life and they're like, man... I'm ready to do things differently. I'm ready to change. I'm ready to be a whole new me. But they're riding 40, 50 years of bad habits. Like, how do you change those habits? How do you get out of, like, deeply ingrained patterns? Dude, it takes work. You know, it's going to take fucking effort. It's going to take you concentrating. It's going all the shit we've been talking about. It's going to take fucking focus. It's, it's, not, it's not something that's going to be easy. But it's not just... Hard. I don't think there's any difference between 50 years of habits and 10 years of habits. Hmm. It's the same fucking thing. You know, the problem with 40 and 50 year olds is they fucking say, well, I'm going to be fucking 70 in 20 years. So I don't want to spend the next 10 years hustling balls. Right. Well, first of all, you should because it's fucking fun and you'll have a good time and you'll be fulfilled by the work. Second of all, what what's your legacy going to be? Third of all, wouldn't you rather have 20 good years than fucking zero? Right. 20 years is a long fucking time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, you, you know, I'm doing this eight, 18 years now, 17 years, and I've been living pretty fucking awesome for about, you know, seven of those. Mm-hmm. So how's that not, you know, it's, it's, it's worth it. Right. So people don't, you know, they tell the, you know, the older people, oh, well, if I could live life over, I fucking start over. Right. You know? Right. Like, it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world, but there's no reason you can't do it. I mean, I would even argue, what what if what if you really only ended up living it a year before you died? Exactly. Which, which would awesome you rather year. do? Just kind of like fade into the Dude, at the end of the day, or... you want to fucking look. Here's what it comes down to. At the end of the day, when you die, you want to be able to look back and say, I did something. Mm-hmm. I did something with my life. I did something that was cool. I did something that helped people. I did something that brought value. I did something. I created something. I did something. You know what I mean? You don't want to just say, oh, I, you know, I, I wish if I do it over, I could have done this. Right. What might have been. Right. Worst thing you know, to put be on your thankful for, Yeah. Be yeah. thankful for the, you know, the 10 years that you, or the 20 years or the 30 years you have left and say, man, you know what? I learned a lot. I lived a really interesting life. I went from living this kind of life to living this kind of life. There couldn't be no regret in that. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, at, at the end of the day, it just comes down to people talking themselves out of it. Right. And older people definitely talk themselves out of it because of their age. I hear it all the time. But it's it's bullshit. Right. You know, it's just another excuse. Absolutely. 
No question. So, I mean, let's just talk broadly again here about this whole concept of change because people, people don't like change, you know, they, uh, whether it's going from job to job or moving from city to city in your mind, what, what, how does the truly successful person look at change? Look at the whole concept of change. How do they interpret it? As like, as necessary as like oxygen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, you have to live in a state of un- uncomfortable pressure. Okay. And you don't live a state of uncomfortable pressure by staying the same. Right. Mm-hmm. And the reason you have to live in a state of uncomfortable pressure is because somebody who's successful understands that all the creative shit comes from that place. You don't do your best work unless you have to do your best work. And people, people spend their whole lives trying to avoid that pressure when in reality, that's the thing that's going to make them, you know? So I think people who are truly successful understand that life is a game of evolution on a fucking year by year by year by year basis. Mm -hmm. You know, every year you're, you're working, you're creating, you're developing a new version of yourself to become what it is that needs to be at that time, you know, or what needs to become, you know, the neck for the next goal or the next thing or the next, this, you know, the typical mindset is to, you know, like we talked about, go out, get a job, get married, have some kids, you know, get in debt, spend the rest of your life working for somebody to pay off the debt. And, and then, uh, you know, that's life. That's the way life's supposed to be. But the problem with that is, is that, and there's no problem with that if that's what you want. But the problem with that for somebody who wants more, who, who like, you know, it's like uh, in The Matrix when Morpheus is like the red pill yeah. and the blue pill, which I actually met him in LA. Uh, you met Keanu Reeves? No, no, no. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. That's awesome. Yeah, the last time I was in that's LA. That's awesome. Um, we were waiting in line to take a leak. It was pretty funny. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. But, uh, um, I told him the story, you know, that I've used this example before when I speak, you know, the red pill or the blue pill. It's like, do you want to be ignorant and do you want to live in the box or do you want to, do you want to take the other pill and do you want to be aware? And if you're somebody who has been brought up in the traditional sense and you've become aware of what it is that you want and it's not in that box, you're going to be miserable if you don't fucking, you know, work to, to at least expand your role of whatever role you're in, right. you know, a lot of people are, you know, they have great jobs and they're like, fuck, I don't go want to leave my job to start a company. That's not what I'm saying. But what you probably should do is try to become the biggest part of that company that you possibly can. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because there's nothing there's dude, there's no shame in being an extremely valuable linchpin of a company, right? You don't have to, not everybody's meant to run their own company. In fact, most of you listening are not meant to run your own company. Most of you listening are more likely to become extremely valuable part of a company. And we've got a podcast on that topic coming up here pretty soon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the um, entrepreneur mindset applies to, to, to right. employees. You know, like a lot of people, because entrepreneurship is, you know, the new rapper. Right. The you new know rapper. what I'm saying? Like, it's cool. Everybody's like, oh, fuck, be an entrepreneur. But the problem with it is, and, and this is the truth, you know, most people don't have the fucking internal intestinal fortitude to fucking do it because I'm going to tell you right now it's hard as fuck and it's hard as fuck for me 
Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm tough as fuck when it comes to that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I do shit on a daily basis that most people will have a nervous fucking breakdown about. Right. And I don't sweat. And I think if you ask Gary Vaynerchuk or Grant Cardone or any of these other motherfuckers, they'll tell you the same thing. So don't glorify the, the being an entrepreneur because there's a lot of shit that comes with it that you wouldn't fucking like. Right. You know, don't look at just the good shit. So, you know, being an extremely valuable part of a company, becoming very well paid without having the stress of all the other shit that comes with it is a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and you can use the skills that we talk about here to become that. So, you know, when you do become aware, you can usually fulfill those, those desires through becoming the most valuable aspect of where you are now versus trying to start over. Cause like, let's say we got like dudes listening who are making, a, you know, 150, 200 grand a year. And they're like, fuck dude, I want to make 10 million a year. Well, dude, let me tell you something. You better be prepared to starve for like 15 years. And then on top of it, you better be prepared to lose everything you fucking have right now and start completely fucking over like three or four times. And I don't mean money. I'm talking about like your friends, your family and people, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not for everybody. So, um, you know, that's that. So I think that going back to the issue of change, I I think that the reason that so many people are afraid of change and like terrified by massive change in their life and their business, I think it's because they, they think it's it, it comes with insecurity. Like if if everything's changing, then everything's up in the air and nothing's settled. And the uncertainty, you have to learn to love the uncertainty. Right. Right. Yeah. Like the uncertainty is the best fucking part. It's like when you first start dating a chick and like you don't know like if she's gonna call you or when she's gonna text you or what's going on and you're not sure what the deal is. That's when you fall in love with someone. Because you sit there and you tell yourself all these stories. Well, what if, what if she doesn't like me? And what if she's doing this? And what if, I don't know, you know? And we tell ourselves all these crazy fucking stories. And don't act like I'm crazy. All you motherfuckers do this shit. Right. And then, and then what you end up doing is convincing yourself that you're like in love with this person, you know? Because then they show the affection back, and then you're like, oh, I knew it's meant to be. You know, it's right. like a fucking story you tell yourself. Right. It's not reality, you know. But the uncertainty. It's still a good place to live because the uncertainty is where the fun is versus like the cer- if you just knew what everything was going to be for the rest of your life, how fucking boring would that be? Absolutely. I love the uncertainty. Absolutely. I love not knowing. I love knowing in my heart where I'm going to end up, but not really knowing. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. Dude, I had to start over in life. I mean, yeah. I, I had to. And and when I realized that, you know, all of a sudden I was looking at, okay, well, now I have to have a career and I have a whole resume that's based on... <laughs> ministry right what the heck would i do i do and i felt a certain like fluttering in my stomach but after after a while exciting yeah yeah Yeah. i was like this isn't nerves this is this is i'm excited because to to borrow what you just said the two things that that i love about change mystery right and freedom right those two things yeah man are awesome yeah and like dude people people hate it you know they hate it it's it's like and that's okay, because, like, some people aren't meant to change. Right. Like, dude, it's about your personal value system in nature, right? Like, I, I made a post about this on Facebook the other day. Like, you know, I see all these people breaking up and, and like... I saw that. That yeah, was awesome. Yeah, it's true, yeah. though, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm going to repeat the post, kind of. Like, so, basically, here's my thing. Is, like, 
so many people break up and get back together and break up and get back together and talk shit about each other and make their and I'm, this is and, and they do it publicly, which is completely wrong, but they do it privately too. All right. And the point wasn't don't do it publicly. The point was this. Look, man, you're you need to look at yourself as a specific type of puzzle piece, right? And you're going to meet all these other different kinds of puzzle pieces out there in the world. And sometimes these people, when you meet them, are going to pretend to be the puzzle piece that fits to you. And you're going to find out six or seven or eight months down the road or two years down the road that they aren't, right? And then what do you do? Do you fight and be mad and this and that? No, there's no reason to be mad because at fundamental core, everybody's different. So, like, why would you drag somebody that you had a good time with for the last year or two years through the mud just because, you know, you found out that it wasn't exactly what you thought it was? There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean they're wrong. It doesn't mean you're wrong. Now, do people do fucked up shit to each other sometimes? Sure. But the point of it is, is that, dude, you need to let it go. Like, shut the fuck up. You know, realize that, like, for, for relationships to work, You've got to have somebody whose nature complements yours. It shouldn't be hard. Like, this is this thing people say. Relationships sure are hard. Well, then you're with the wrong motherfucker. You know? Because, like, relationships should complement each other naturally. And it's very rare for two people to find that. You know? But it's the truth. And uh, if people thought that way, there'd be a lot less fucking bullshit going around. You know what I mean? But people just... They, they would rather tear somebody down or rip somebody or talk trash. And it, it makes no sense because it's like you just spent the last two years in love with this person and now they're a piece of shit. What's that say about you? Right. <laughs> you love right. a piece of shit. And they, and, they, and they go to you for counseling like again and again and again when that person is mistreating you. And then the next thing you know, they're like, oh, well, we're back together. Right. Well, then don't come to me anymore for right. your advice. Because right. if right. you're not going to take it, then you're not going to move on. Right. And, and dude, yeah. it's a whole, it's a whole fucking, it's a whole, and then like, dude, sometimes the puzzle pieces change, right? Like, like, dude, who you are now is not going to be, if you're, if you're a person outside the box, who you are now is not going to be who you are five years from now. It's just not going to be. And if you're able to maintain a relationship after you change and that other person changes, you're doing a pretty good fucking job. But the point is, is there's going to be times that you're going to have to recognize and be aware. Like, okay, I'm changing. I'm evolving. I'm doing this. Is this situation complimenting me? Is it helping me? Is, is it serving me? And that's not fucking being selfish. That's being real. Because at the end of the day, dude, you're going to go out of this world on your own. And you have to have your own fulfillments and your own dreams and your own you know, ambitions and your own life. And so, dude, you know, creating a situation where everything around you complements that is not selfish. It's essential. Well, it's like you always say, choose your heart. Do you want to be miserable for 50 years? Right. Or do you want to break up with this person now? Right. But, like, dude, people people will stick with people. It's one of the, I read this, it's one of the biggest regrets people have is staying in bad relationships when they die. Like, spending an extra year or two of their life with someone where they know it's not going to work. You know, or, or 10 or 20 years. But you have the point is, is you have to be aware of what the fuck is going on. Like the way school teaches you about relationships is not the way it is. It's not reality. You know, it's it's not this. <laughs> you know, it's not a fucking romance story from fucking Disney. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's a lot of things that go into it. But at the end of the day, it should compliment you, not take away. You know, it should push you, not pull you back. And that's 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 my point. And like 
you know, if you spend a year or two with someone, you find out that's not who they are, that's okay. What, I, what did you learn? I guarantee you, instead of like trashing them, if you took a minute to think about what you learned about yourself and what you like and what you don't like and what you're looking for and what you're not looking for on a real level. I'm not talking about somebody's looks or their fucking boobs or their ass. You know what I'm saying? Or the shit people talk about. I'm talking about like, because after like a few months, that shit doesn't matter, right? You bang a fucking chick 20 fucking times, all of a sudden it's the same thing every time. It's the same thing. <laughs> That's reality. Like, dude, you have to have fucking more than that. And you should... So many people are so fucking stupid that that's all they fucking talk about. Like, oh, well, the sex got boring. Right. Well, no shit, right. motherfucker. Right. Right. <laughs> Dude, you <laughs> tell me something you could do a hundred times ever that isn't going to get a little bit fucking boring. Let's be real, man. Well, maybe, although, I, you know. Come on, dude. I'm, I'm pretty just, happy with my sex life. I am too, but I'm just saying, like, there, it's not, it's, it's like, people break up for that. Yeah, no, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. Right, I know you know what I'm saying. You're just too pussy to say it. <laughs> no. I'm... Yeah, your wife probably listens to the podcast. No, 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 no. What do you think, Tyler? Uh, yeah, he's a pussy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm very satisfied. I. Oh, sorry. I'm. Uh... I think you're just happy you're getting laid. Yeah, that might be true. <laughs> that might be true. Um, we're past your voice. Yeah. The. Uh... Sorry, now I'm doing this. Sorry. Uh, I've That's because you got uh, nervous. Cup of coffee. No, I'm thinking you're actually giving me a lot. I no, I I, I follow. We could do saying. a whole other relationship. I, I mean, I, I follow other, what you're saying. We I should just, do a whole other podcast on relationships again. That was should. a good one. We should. I I agree. I, and I follow what you're saying, but I also I also know a lot of people out there. The minute they run into any sort of difficulty, which is bound to happen in any relationship, it wasn't meant to be. Right. It wasn't right. meant to be. Right. And I mean, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, but like it, you got to fight for your relationship. Dude, look. No, look. There's a medium, okay? Like, I'm right. speaking in extremes. Like, right. when I say it shouldn't be hard, is there going to be hard shit? Yeah. Is there going to be fucking... But it shouldn't be more hard than it is fun. Right. Or complimentary. That's right. what I'm saying, I guess. No, I hear what you're saying. And then you and I have talked like, about Like, dude, too. so many people I talk to are so fucking miserable with their life, and it all stems from the relationship they're in. You know? Like, they want to do all these things, but they won't do them because the spouse doesn't want them to do them so they delay when in reality the relationship's not going to last anyway. Right. No, I hear you. You know, like, so what the fuck are you doing? So I know because we, you and I have talked about this before. What we always used to say when I was a pastor is the best way to save a relationship is before it even starts. And the best way to save it is to choose a decent person. And the best way to choose a decent person is to be a decent person. That's true. And you know? Become, become what become, it is you want. Yeah, exactly. Right. And dude, that's another thing. Like, you see all these motherfuckers out there, like, dude, fucking totally out of shape broke you know nothing going on for them you know or like girls we see like girls with like big tits and like you know a nice body but nothing else going for them and they're like oh there's no decent dudes all they do is chase around rich dudes right, and they're right. like oh there's no decent dudes that's because you're playing the role of a piece of meat right okay you're good for one thing and one thing only and that's fucking getting laid by dudes who want to fuck you Bring that, something else to the table. And that's who you're going to attract. That's exactly right. Period. So if you yep. can't bring something more than that, guess what you're going to get? These people didn't get rich by fucking accident because they're stupid. You're not smarter than them. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I, no, I'm, I'm just laughing because we start talking about change and we're talking I'm about... I'm just saying. No, it's like, great. Dude, I all mean, these hey, gold digger fucking sluts, man, you, they, all fucking, they all think that they're smarter than these rich dudes. Tupac. Like, dude, these dudes didn't get rich by fucking being stupid. No, I hear you. So, like, you're 
like how stupid do you have to be to like think that you're going to outsmart these dudes? You know, I'm just being real, man. No, I love it. Two but, podcasts for the sake of, or for the price of one. I yeah, mean, but is... like, dude, you know, these people, you know, like guys do it too, man. They're like, oh, I see it on Facebook all the time. Oh, there's no decent girls out there. Well, let's let's take inventory of you. You're out of shape. You fucking cry on Facebook all day long. Okay, uh, you ha- you don't have a fucking job. You have no real ambition. Yeah, you're not. You're you're doing a new thing every week. Right. Uh, you live with your fucking parents. You're 35 years old. Mm-hmm. What the fuck do you bring to the table? Probably memes. Yeah. <laughs> you got funny memes. <laughs> Motivational memes. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, dude, everybody's problems come down to what the what's in the mirror. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So, like, if you want a good mate, if you want to find a good person, be a good motherfucking person. Right. You know what I mean? And have the qualities that you, whatever it is that you think you want in a, in a mate, if you don't possess those qualities, you're probably never going to get them. Right. All right. Well, while we're on this sub- subject, I got to throw out another thing. Part of the problem is that we have guys that their whole orientation is passive. So you have these girls that have spent like an, a year with the guy and they're like, oh, I just, I don't know if he likes me or not. Did, did Emily have to guess whether you liked her or not? No. You made it clear, yeah. right? So you essentially just is like, this is who I want. I'm going for it. Yeah. I showed initiative. That's the problem. You got a lot of guys that are out there complaining that no women ever likes them. And they're like, well, do you ever make any move? Do you show initiative? Do you pursue? Or do you just sit around like, hey, I'm just hanging. I'm going to let her guess that I like her. <laughs> dude, look, man. You I, know what I'm saying? Dude, look, I could write a fucking book on this. Right. Because most guys and most of you guys listening are total fucking pussies when it comes to this. You're so scared. And you have, and you think that, like, you think a girl wants you to... <laughs> Dude, I'm about to fucking break out on a rant here. Most dudes think a girl wants you to, like, send them fucking flowers and chocolates and be Prince fucking charming. That's not what they want. Okay? They want to chase you. They want to be, they want to be the one that's confused. They want to be the one who doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Because from the time that they started growing boobies and hit puberty... Every single dude they've met has tried to fuck them. So if every single dude that you ever met in your whole life from the time you were 12, just think about this from, like, as, as a man. If every single girl, every single one from the time you were fucking 12 years old was trying to bang you, every single one, wouldn't the one that stood out be the one that wasn't? Be the one that was, that was like showing you a little interest but then pulling back and right. making it fun? Kind of a dance. Yes, but yeah. guys don't know how to do that dance. Right, they don't. They have no fucking clue. You know, they, they, they think that doing the dance is either one extreme or the other. They think it's like, you know, send them fucking roses and get down and kiss their fucking feet and do all this bullshit. Or they think it's act too cool for school, like, you know, like the dudes do when they're in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's, you know, it's, it's like fishing, man. Like, you know, you throw a little bait <laughs> out, you reel it in real quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it is. And you guys are totally going to, I mean, you're going to, I know you're going to get on me and say that, you know, I have no game. But when my wife and I broke our engagement, she, I think she really thought that I was going to just go she cry. She think that. Cry. I think she thought I was going to cry in a corner. But you went out and banged chicks. No, I didn't. Yeah. But I did find. Yeah, right, Tyler. He polished I, up that head. That he did. <laughs> he went no, out and I fucking didn't. slaughtered him. But I did, I did. I want to call Vaughn Murder Show. My, my wife, my wife always wanted to. How'd you get the name the Impaler Vaughn? <laughs> you gave it to me. We won't go there. Oh, but uh, no, I mean, 
what I did when we broke up is I, I found the college girl that I knew Kasha knew that I thought was really good looking, and we went and ran a 5K together, and I took pictures and posted it all over Fucking Facebook. Right, dude. And it was flex extremely on that effective. Flex on that yep, bitch. Yep. That's called flexing. So... It was good. Yeah, but see, that good. is game. Yeah. That's a fucking great game. Right. I, if I could reach you right now, I'd give you a high five. All right, thank That's you. That's good I appreciate game. It. I can acknowledge I that. But like, dude, so many people on this fucking show listen to this shit. I get DMs all the time about girls. Like, dude, come on. Like, we could do a whole show on this. Like, we could do a book on this. You get that many DMs about girls? Yeah, about like, dude, well, you got an attractive wife. How'd you get her? Blah, 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 blah. You put, she probably, she probably, yeah, she probably went with you because you have money. No, motherfucker. She was collecting my bills. Right. And I took her from a bill collector to fucking want to take me out. And she asked me out. Yeah. Yeah. We should have a hold. I know. Yeah. We should bring in some special guests. But, (laughs) oh, God. Dude, I just it's it, it's just sad. We've really gotten off topic, but that's all right. No, it's 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 all good. This it's is, sad though, dude. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so we're gonna just talk about transitions and change and how that applies to business. So, I feel sorry for these motherfuckers. I know, I do too. I, I really you do. Because hey, you listen, know what they man. think it's about? They think it's about like the clothes they wear and like the fuck. You know, they think it's about like. They, they think, like, I literally have worn the same clothes every day for, like, 10 fucking years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, they don't get it, dude. Is that not true? No, no your wardrobe's a complete blur to me. Right. <laughs> it's just blacks. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cowboy boots. Right. Yeah. yeah well, what about the other uh, end of the spectrum? No, you're the right, though. Who I mean, there's, are, there's like, the, who are scared to not be in a relationship. Wait, what was the question? People who are scared to be alone? Yes. I don't know. Uh, I think that's because I think that comes from people being told their whole lives you're supposed to find somebody and settle right. down and this and that and like. But I think that leads to a lot of those. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. They yeah. just end up settling yeah. and just you know. Oh, dude. But you know that again. That's another an, another indication of the way that people are zombies because our entire culture, like all the dude, pop the songs, shit I hear. All people, the pop songs tell you you need a boyfriend or you need a girlfriend, and so people are like, well, or I they guess tell I just you need, need like one. seven of them. Yeah. What's that? They tell you yeah, you need like seven. seven of them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is another fucking problem. Right. You know? But, like, dude, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like, I feel like we could, we could build a relationship course or a fucking, like, like for dudes. You know what I'm saying? I, when Kasha and I, when I worked at a, college kasha and i i was asked to speak and just just basically talking about our relationship and basic principles of relationship and when i was done this was like a whole huge group of college students they came up to me like i was some sort of genius and they I said, said they thought you were mystery from that show the pickup artist they did they did they did but no and i and i just it's insane though man vaughn's like, up there with his fucking cape on shit. <laughs> i got i got my big velvet hat yeah oh i should do that but no what i'm saying is it's what you and i consider Common sense. Most people. Well, Simon well, look, Sinek. Man, my, I, Simon Sinek said it in that video. He said we we don't millennials say that we don't know how to have relationships. That's what he said in the no, video. No, dude. It's come these dude these motherfuckers today are DMing chicks, being like, "Let me see your tits." Yeah. You know that's what they do. <laughs> like for real. I know. And it's like women, women say this is what happens. Women say, "I just want a man to show a little bit more of who he is," and then they DM him a picture of his penis. Yeah. No, it's like no, that's dude. That, pit, that, 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 yeah, that's not. That's not. I know. Oh, you do? <laughs> I'm just making sure you knew that. <laughs> I know right, that. Hey, let's I, move along. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving, Move along. moving right along. We got three more points. Okay. So, Andy, how do I transition from my nine to five to my dream scenario? 
<laughs> First of all, you got to learn how to pick up chicks. <laughs> Listen, dude, here's the thing. You're going to have to realize that you're not going to be able to main- you're probably not going to be able to maintain all the comforts that you have transitioning from you know where you are to where you want to be. There's going to be sacrifices that have to be made. And you know that might mean for somebody downsizing their house or moving into an apartment or cutting expenses. What I would personally do and what I did for a long time is I kept my expenses as low as I possibly could so that I could spend as much time on my work, you know, my bigger picture work, you know, that I could. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why, like, whenever, you know, for a long time, people don't realize this. Like, Chris and I had to work two to three jobs each to keep our company open. You know, and that went on for our first eight years in business, I think, or nine years, where we both had to have other jobs to even keep the business alive. And, uh, and dude, that's, you know, that's part of the deal, man. So you're not in a special circumstance by having to work a nine to five and then also have to work. You know, there's a lot of fucking hours in the day after five o'clock and before nine o'clock. It's just people aren't willing to give those up for right. this for this deal. So it's that simple, you know. Right. You've got to utilize the time that you have. Right. We've talked about in other podcasts. Yeah, so just, we have. Just, just making sure that your your base obligations are covered. And once those are covered, you just got to work harder. Right. So, okay, what about what about changes in your business? You've talked about how one of the most challenging things is, is when you have some growth, you know, kind of giving things up. But what do you, in terms of navigating, we'll say change in terms of, you know, your business is getting bigger, but also change into maybe change it, trying to orchestrate a change in culture, a change in administration. Are there any basic principles or best practices that have helped you navigate? The yeah, have a fucking evolution? plan. You know what I'm saying? Sit back, develop. You want to develop a culture? Sit back, develop a culture on paper. How are you going to do it? What are you going to do? What actions are you going to take? I meet so many people who run a business that just show up every day as if they're an employee and then go home at night and and they think that like they're going to make all these things happen without actually having those kind of plans in place to put into action. So you have to develop, you know, a constant state of developing strategy uh, to move from, you know, a passive nature of running an organization or being a part of an organization to an active nature of implementing new ideas, cultures, you know, procedures, staff departments. I mean, there's all kinds of moving parts. And I'll say this, if you're an employee and you can help the company do that, you, you're going to write your own fucking check because that's my biggest challenge is that having employees that can help with those big picture things and planning them out and how it's going to work. Nice. What about product development? What about if you have a product, you have to, how do you decide like whether you're going to change a product? Or I listen get, to the market. You just listen to the market. Yeah, right. Simple. Like, you simple. know, we send a survey out or we listen to feedback or, you know, <clears throat> a lot of people, you know, they take a sledgehammer approach trying to put a market into a product. Well, um, the market's always going to tell you the truth. The market's always going to tell you if a product works, if it doesn't work. Uh, if it works, they're going to fucking buy it. If, if it doesn't work, they're not going to buy it. You can't fucking, you know, cheat the market. So... You have to be real in tune with listening. You have to look for social feedback on, on social media. Look at your emails. Look at, you know, uh, I mean, your competitors. What are they selling? How are they selling it? How much are they selling? You know, all that information helps. 
because it helps you develop an idea of where you should be. And if you're not there, there's probably something wrong with your product. Could be your product, could be your price, could be your packaging, could be your customer service, could be your retention. It could be a lot of different things, but that's what I'm saying. Like you've got to be pretty fucking intelligent and well-versed and in tune to like solve those problems. That's why becoming a business owner is, is part of what makes it hard. Right. You know, it's just, there's a lot. How do you feel about Apple's, you know, their planned obsolescence where they, they release a product and they know it's, they know that it's essentially incomplete so that they know that there's going to be another version of it in two, you know, two years from now or, you know, they, they, they kind of corner the market. How do I feel of it? How do I feel of it? How do I feel about it? In which way? Well, I mean, is that something you like, you guys like to do or? I No, we don't do that. But as a business, okay, as a, as a consumer, I fucking hate it because I got to buy the shit every year. Right. I got to spend a thousand bucks on a fucking phone every year. So I fucking hate it. Right. Right. That's marginally different. This is the first year I didn't buy the new phone. Like I still got the six or the yeah. six plus. Yeah. And I, I'm going to wait, you know, because I can, I can deal with this. Yeah. But like, uh, you know, as a business guy, I can't really argue. They've got more fucking cash on hand than the federal fucking reserve. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They figured it out. So, right. um, you know, we're not in a position to where we could even do that. And if I could, I don't think I would feel good doing it. Right. Um, I've always believed make the best product that we can make. And when we can legitimately improve the product, improve it. Uh, Our fat burner was on market for, for what, four, four years. years. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And we just now replaced it. Yeah. And the, mm-hmm. the new one's fucking awesome. But uh, Royal 21, King, <laughs> shameless plug. I, I hear that every yeah. single day listening to 101.1. Yeah, it's a first form. Yeah. Uh, on ESPN. Firstform.com. Yeah. But I had a tip on one of those points earlier about, you know, transitioning. Uh, if you do have an iPhone, since we're on that subject, reset your cellular data. And just for a day, see how long you are on your phone. And that'll tell you how much free time you have. For no most, shit. For the most. Oh, of, no the, shit. Uh, that's a good thought. It'll be seven, eight thought. hours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't have the time. Okay. Well, you're on your fucking Facebook every fucking time I see you. Right. So Andy is at Andy Frisella for Instagram. He's uh, facebook.com forward slash Andrew dot Frisella. Um, you're on Snapchat, MFCEO dash one. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything else. You're not on Twitter. Uh, Tyler is at my Tyler, M-A-I underscore T-Y-L-E-R for Instagram. I don't think you're on Twitter either, right? No. But I do have to say that I am now uploading full episodes onto YouTube with video. People are loving it. So if you're more of a visual person. We have those now. Sweet. Okay. And uh, I'm at Vaughn Kohler, V-A-U-G-H-N-K-O-H-L-E-R for everything. Guys, uh, we continue to burn through copies of uh, Otis and Charlie and uh, the very first book. We're uh, getting pretty close to the second book being released here in the next couple months. So stay tuned for that. Thank you for... Wow, they've... We're just burning yeah, through those, behind it. and we haven't really yeah, cool. done much to promote it. But have you, yeah, and guys, if you bought the book, please leave a review on Amazon. Yeah, that'd be very helpful. Yeah, and if you want to go to the website, it's Otis and Charlie C H A R L E Y dot com. And if and, you think uh, I should develop a relationship content uh, <laughs> piece of material, uh, drop a comment on my fucking Instagram. And let me know. Yeah, because I'm about, I'm about, I'm, I'm gonna try to change the way these dudes do business. Yeah, it makes me sad, man. It's like these dudes think that, like, you know, they have they don't have any fucking power to situation. You know what I mean? Like, it's like yeah. they're helpless little fucking children, and then they just take what they can get. Oh, dude, I gotta get on. 
I got to get uh, on GoDaddy and buy a, a domain name. Oh, don't say what it is, because somebody <laughs> will buy it. Well, I wasn't really serious. It's oh. MF Harmony. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. That was good. That was good. Dude. <laughs> All right, I think this is a good place to stop. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. If you like the podcast, please tell a friend, and we'll see you next time.